This is the Beauty Authority Podcast, hosted by Dr. Vicky Bello and Katrina Rosario. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the Beauty Authority Podcast. I am Dr. Vicky Bello, cosmetic dermatologist and surgeon. I am Katrina Razan, yoga teacher, holistic health coach. Let's talk about anything beauty, health, and wellness. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Vicky Bello, and here's my partner in crime, Kat Razan. Hi, Kat. How are you? Hi, Dr. Vicky. I'm good. How was your weekend? My weekend was great. Of course, we uh, spent time with Scarlett. That's always fun. But during the week, I did so many fox eyes. Have you heard of this? Especially on Michelle D, the top blogger for makeup. So she wanted to try it. But there's so many young stars and young people who are having fox eyes done. What How is do you the like fox eye? Well, the fox eyes are, if you've seen a fox, they have round eyes and they're kind of slanty on the side. So they kind of look like Asian eyes, but with big irises and a big center of the eye. And people really like it because it became popular since some Hollywood celebrities started doing it. Like Kendall Jenner, Ariana Grande, I think, introduced it. And supermodel Bella Hadid is really making it even more famous. So now, of course... Since the eyes are so obvious, that's what people see. A lot of people are doing it. I think they're just, you know, getting bored. So they want to have a different look. But it looks like it's slanty on the side. Almond eyes, but perked up, you know, turned upward. The eyebrows are also a little more straight. And your eyes are more wide open. Have you seen any of your friends do it? To be honest, I have not seen any of my friends try it out. But I think I did hear about this. It's a bit controversial, though, that it's a trend that's being accused of cultural appropriation of of Asian cultures, particularly the eyes. Mm-hmm. Right. Hayden just showed it to me yesterday because I told him our topic was going to be about beauty So beauty with, and then E-Y-E-S at the end. And he said, look, it's controversial because people are saying it kind of looks like Japanese, Chinese eyes, you know, although they really say fox eyes. But I think it's, a, it's about time that people want to have Asian looking eyes in a way because we've been, Asians have been trying to copy the Caucasian look forever. Double eyelids, right? You know, bigger eyes. So now it's our turn to be the stars where they want slanted I, eyes. So it's fine. I agree I with that. Right? Everything's so controversial. People don't have a sense of humor anymore during this pandemic, I think. I know, I know. It's um, it's also like a fine line, you know, like to, we're all learning, we're all growing, we're all trying to navigate through the craziness of this world. Of course, there are a lot of things that need to be worked on, especially in light Black Lives Matter, making sure that and fighting for women to gain more opportunities and education in the workplace. But, you know, if it's something that is fun and innocent, then you know, just let people enjoy, let people explore, as long as it's not being insulting, right? Or actually... I don't think it is. You know, a lot of people in the States are actually doing it permanently, which I think is a big mistake. So they're doing it by having surgery done. Uh, oh, so can you explain lift. that? How do you get the surgery yeah, done so, for that? Yeah, you do a temporal lift um, near the upper part of the face on the side here near the hairline. So you kind of hide it. But what we do at Bello is we just use threads. So they're temporary. We do Botox to relax the muscles. We put threads in the head, hairline and also above the eye, eyebrow to make it you know, wider. And then we put threads to make the lid open more. Because I think this fat is going to last the longest two years, but I bet it won't even last one year. So it's nice that people can reverse it. And people can actually use makeup. And, you know, what they do is they braid the hair tightly so that it mm. gets a slant, emphasize it with the liner and the eyeshadow, and then they're fine. So when they're tired of this fashion, they can go back to being normal. But in the States, they go the extra mile and they actually do do it permanently. The problem with that is how are you going to reverse it when you're tired of the look, right? It's exactly. Anyway, exactly. 
you, I, so what are your concerns, eye-wise? Because, you know, I think eyes are something, because the skin in the eye is only one-fifth the thickness of the skin in the whole face. They age a lot faster. And um, people should really start taking care of their eye area earlier in life. Do you have any concerns about your eyes? Have you noticed that it ages? I'm sure your dad or your mom, you've seen some sagging, right? Well, one thing that I've noticed about my eyes is that it is, you know, affected by how much hydration I'm getting from drinking water. So, you know, like throughout this year with all the uncertainties, with all of my events getting canceled, let's just say I cried a lot this year <laughs> and I cried a lot this year. And, you know, I would notice that like, you know, those moments after you cry, you just look at yourself in the mirror and you think, oh my God, my eyes are so puffy and, and how do I like reduce the puffiness of this? But I find that when I drink a lot of water, especially from um, Bella Beauty's Hydro 2.0, which I just discovered this year, thank God, it's it's really helped give the um, anti-puffiness to my eyes, especially on those like bad days where, you know, another event cancellation or we have no idea when we're going to produce our next event. And, you know, I've tried and experimented with a lot of different eye creams in the past. And to be honest with you, Dr. Vicky, most of them don't work. So can I ask you if eye cream is actually worth the money to invest in? Or is it just, is it just another ploy of the beauty industry trying to sell us more products? Well, I think I've tried almost 50% of the eye creams out there because there's just so many. And in the last 30 years that I've been in practice, none has worked. I've really tried every single thing because I do see that my eyes are aging and it really bothered me. So I tried and it would just make me more puffy. So I have to correct myself, Katrina, because last time I told you that you should only use eye creams in the morning. Because if you use eye creams, most of the eye creams out there are all about moisturization. Because the eye area does not really have a lot of oil glands. That was the problem, that there was no moisturization and therefore the skin was dry and that's why it aged. So let me talk about the eye problems that people probably are not aware of, but it's happening to them. Number one is sagging lids because the skin around the eyes is thinner. So they tend to sag a lot faster. There's less collagen or the structure that holds the eyelid tight and elastin, which is a rubber band that keeps it open. So you'll notice as people get older, they look like Garfield, <laughs> you know, the cat, because their eyes are just saggy. So we have to address that. Another problem are fine lines and wrinkles. So you have the expression lines, which is cured easily by Botox. But then you have the dry lines under the eye because you don't have a lot of oil glands in the eye, eye area. So it's not lubricated. And so you have a lot of crisscross lines, especially when you smoke. Oh my God, that's the worst thing you could do with the eyes. Smoke. So we have to address that as well by peptides. And then number three is the dark circles. Because when you rub your eyes, you break the red blood cells sometimes from the trauma since it's the eye vessels are so near the surface. And iron yeah. seeps out and it stains your skin black. And sometimes it's hereditary, like the Indian race. They do have dark circles. And sometimes the blood vessels are too near the surface, so they show through the skin. So that's why you were asking me about coffee, and that constricts the blood vessel, so it makes it less obvious. And then, of course, the puffy lids. Now, the puffy lids, you were saying, there are some lucky people when they cry, they look beautiful. But <laughs> I look really ugly. That's why when I'm crying, I'm like, stop crying. You're going to look really ugly. <laughs> but then you want to cry because, of course, it you know somehow it relieves your pain or, you know, it the pressure inside you gets a little released yeah, and sometimes everyone needs emotion. a good cry especially this year there's nothing <laughs> wrong with 
having a good cry. Right. So you should, number one, ice your eyes. So use eyes to, to lower down the swelling. But I was also saying it's because the lymphatic vessels that drain our eye are very slow in draining. They're not like the arteries or the veins that are kind of more fast flowing, especially the arteries. But the lymphatic drainage that gets rid of all the toxins, it's a slow moving, it's almost like a lake that moves a little. So you can't, you know, and people think by massaging, they can help it. But it actually, lymphatic massage is very light. It's almost like a feather stroke that you just, you know, just move right. your, your lymph to the side and down your neck into your gut. Right. So those are the things that, you know, you have to be careful of. So if you're crying, you can do cucumber because it's vitamin K. And yeah. um, so that vitamin K dilates blood vessels and it constricts also and makes it go away. So remember, this is great. In the 90s, in the early 2000s, people, supermodels, if you ask them what their beauty tricks would be or makeup artists, they'd always say, oh, I use hemorrhoid cream on my eyes. <laughs> and that's a cure for hemorrhoids. <laughs> Again, So hemorrhoid cream is a cure for hemorrhoids. So when you have hemorrhoids outside your butt, you need to constrict it make the blood vessels constrict so they become smaller and go back in. So I wouldn't want to use that, although it does work and it is safe because it's only vitamin K. You shouldn't really use it around the eyes because you use it on your butt, then you use it on your eyes. There's something gross about that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've actually been doing a lot of guasa. And one of my friends is one of the top like experts in New York. You know, how to just drain your face, how to create that myofascial release. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was on zoom with her she was giving me like a tutorial and she kept telling me you keep on rubbing your face too harshly but every kind of glide on the face it must feel like a whisper and not more of like this scraping yeah. right <laughs> definitely so when you apply how do you apply your eye cream cat i take my guasa rose quartz spoon does it matter do, does it matter yeah, do what the material of the guasa is made of like, Not necessarily. I mean, you could use quartz, you could use jade. Jade is more of um, the anti-puffiness, but I wouldn't like, if you're using a jade roller, that's only good for anti-puffiness. But if you really want to sculpt and contour and drain your face and to clear the, the fascia, like the tightness in the jaw here, mm -hmm. you kind of like hear a, a crunching sound when you massage upwards. It's always and, upwards. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so what I do is I put the Filmed eye cream which you gave me best eye cream in the world finally after 30 years i found an eye cream that works do you like it yeah so what i do with it is you know i'll put like a good amount on my fingertips and i'll dab it underneath my eyes mm -hmm. and i'll take my rose quartz spoon and just slowly glide over it like very very softly again like a whisper and mm -hmm. kind of just like pull it up here just get the, the eyebrows as well. So under the eye first, we have to describe because yeah. it's a podcast, not a video. So yeah, <laughs> the eyes first and glide it whisper or like a feather in a feather way up to your temple. Is that what you're trying to do? Yeah, exactly. So I go from the brow all the way to the temple, then the under eye all the way up to the temple. Then I'll do some very light circles around the eye. Mm -hmm. And then I call it a day. That's really my morning or evening like ritual. It's kind of like my self-care ritual. So it's great because if you put the HXR eye cream from Filmed and then you do the guaza, correct? Then you're at least yeah. making it absorb more. Well, the Filmed eye cream really works if it's inside the skin. But if it just stays on top, then it doesn't really work that well. But yeah. So your guaza roller, is it the one with the, with the handle? Hi guys, before we move on with the rest of the show, I just wanted to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. If you're a podcaster and you need help with your show's data or even monetizing your show, go visit podmetrics.co and sign up for free using my code BEAUTYAUTHORITY 
Now, back to the show. You're listening to the Beauty Authority Podcast with Dr. Vicky Bello and Katrina Razon. I see on Shopee and Lazada, it's so cheap. Obviously, they're made out of plastic. That's why I was asking you. They're just made to look like jade and made to look like, um, you know, like rose quartz. So does it matter if it's just plastic, you think? Have you read about it? Or did you ask your friend? Well, I think there's something to be said about nothing with plastic is ever going to be good unless it's one of those rollers that are really affordable on Lazada and you just throw it in your freezer. You know, those big ones. And then you could just roll your arm, roll your, your neck. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like, I think you would want to invest in a good piece of guasa because it is myofascial release. And if you keep on using plastic on your skin, there's a lot of health issues with that. Like it could be BPA, it could be toxic. If it's a raw material, then you're less likely to have or face any kind of irritation rather. Talking about myofascial release, I think it's just a new topic that no, maybe the audience out there doesn't really understand. So we're always, when we talk about skin, we're always talking about skin only but really when you look at the face the face is composed of skin muscle fascia around the muscle and bone and the myofascial release we hold a lot of tension this is off topic but we hold a lot of tension on our face and on the jawline on the jawline especially but you know i don't know if a gentle because i agree with you about the eye thing and that it has to be feathered but our myofascial release in the clinic unfortunately we can't do it anymore as a facial because of covid but right. really, I sent our facial trainers abroad. They were in Milan. And this, this Russian specialist on myofascial release, and they call it the face gym, came to teach this big class. You know, what the mistake we're doing, I think, is that we just massage the face outside, like on the surface, which is fine for increased circulation. Right. That's where you have to be light. But when you go into the mouth, there's a massage from inside the mouth where you look for the muscle and the origin and the insertion of the muscle, and you release it. And you feel all the tension go away and your face just relaxed and you look amazing after because your cheeks go up and, you know, because like, all the tension is being held down. Or even right. in the body, we do a lot of workouts for our um, body, but we need to release the fascia. But I don't think, can you use a jade and the rose quartz there? Because it has to be a lot stronger in terms of releasing. But going back, we can't do it because the mouth is not an area we want to go into with COVID. <laughs> so we were yeah. all ready to launch this thing in March and then COVID hit. And so I'm the only one who ever gets a myofascial. <laughs> Face gym massage. I mean, I wouldn't suggest using the jade rollers unless your concern was puffiness. What Uh, you really want are the, they kind of look like, they're like chisel, they're they're shaped crystals, and they have a flat surface on it. So they have corners, they have edges. And you can be a little more aggressive on that. On the... not necessarily aggressive, but they have enough pointed edges to really uh, um, massage through the knots here, the crunchy mm -hmm. areas along the jawline. And then, really then one releases the jaw where you keep opening and closing your jaw, like the masseter right. muscle. Yeah. yeah. And also it's smaller, but it doesn't relax it. You really have to massage a little deeper in that area. Right. right. And you always need to target the neck as well because the, all the blood flow needs to go somewhere else. Because if you right. only focus on here, then it just stays here in, this, in the head area, especially the back of the neck, right in our cervical spine area in the neck. Mm-hmm. This is a really important area to always release because we also hold a lot of tension here because if you think about it our neck holds our head up but there's no head is very heavy for smart yeah it holds about like 10 pounds of weight our neck and it has no support on it that's why it's always important when you do some sort of myofascial release or guasa that you always include the neck you always include the shoulders as well Mm -hmm. and like as a yoga teacher all of my students will complain about having tight hips or tight shoulders or tight jaw lines and it's because of uh, the vagus nerve that sends out stress signals. And this is the 
you know, our body needs stress in order to adapt and survive. Like exercise is a good form of stress that we need to adapt and we need to uh, live longer lives is through exercise and uh, the bad kind of stress, which is caused from work, from lack of sleep, from emotional issues that manifests through the vagus nerve and it hits our shoulders, our jaw lines and our hips. And they say that a lot of our emotional tension is stored in the hips. That's why when you do a lot of deep hip stretches, you oh. feel this kind of emotional release at the end of like a class, for example. Oh, my hips are so tired. Yeah. I've had <laughs> students who cry. Do you have a blog? I mean, are you sharing things like this in your blog or do you have an IG? I, tell people so I do, weekly, um, I do weekly yoga classes on Zoom and I also have a free yoga channel on my YouTube page, which is Katrina Razan. It's just my name. Mm -hmm. And every week I share videos as to how to release tight shoulders, myofascial release tips, yoga flows, just because I think that yoga should be accessible to all. And the reason why a lot of people are intimidated by it is because they think they're too inflexible enough. But saying you're too inflexible to do yoga is like saying you're too dirty to have a shower. So you just got to do it. <laughs> oh my God, that's a good analogy. Well, I have to just say something. I've been massaging because God reminded me. I've been massaging where the upper teeth meet the lower teeth on, the, on near my ear, right in front of the ear. And it just feels so much better already. I think maybe if you don't have a gua sha, you can do more of an acupressure kind of thing instead of right. With your fingers. just pressing in and, and doing that. But anyway, let's go back to our beautify topic as usual. So let's talk about practical treatments for the eyes. So I think God, you mentioned sure. cold cold stuff you know you can put two tablespoons in the freezer and uh, when you feel that your eyes are tired I find that very refreshing just to put the one tablespoon per eye and yeah. press, press it down and just relax I just want to give you practical tips before we go into all the medical way to fix your eye another thing is rubbing your hands together you know your hands have energy you rub them together and then you cup it and you put it over your eyes and close your eyes it really relaxes and it gives your eyes um, energy as well so you know, I can still read at my age, which I don't want to mention anymore because it sounds old, but I can read without glasses. And I think it's also because I, I do yeah. I cut my eyes. There's a doctor that advises that. If you want the eyes itself to be good, you get bond paper and you try to read the words upside down. For some reason, yeah. you know, just a page, for example, Filmed, HXR eye cream, you know, you just do it. And then when you, like, for example, there are times that I see, can't seem to read because I hate to wear glasses. I don't even own a pair, but Let's say sometimes it's a little blurry because every day is different depending on your cornea being convex or concave and I can't read. I'll just invert the page, like a menu page, and try to look at the letters and read it upside down. Not even reading, but just looking at it upside down. When I put right. it upside up, I can read. I don't, this is the Bates method. If you guys want, it's not my invention. It's Dr. Bates, B-A-T-E-S. And he's talking about how to take care of your eyes inside the eye, actually. And lutein is a wonderful supplement that you can take. L-U-T-E-I-N. It keeps your eyes healthy, flexible, and it's anti-cancer too. So it's a great thing to do. From foods as well, vitamin K rich foods are also going to be great for your eyes. Vitamin K being kale, spinach, carrots, and vitamin C rich foods as well. And A, actually A. What are the vitamin yeah. A rich foods? Cat. Vitamin A? Yes. Carrots again, I know. Yeah, carrots again. And it's best to buy it from cat because it's organic, right? <laughs> <laughs> of future fresh we do sell a lot of kale but one thing that's really interesting about the eyes is you know we always have this famous saying that the eyes are the windows to your soul but actually the eyes are the only visible part of your brain oh my gosh okay that's true optic nerve connects straight to the brain and that's why you know what i have been looking for is how to make the eye cornea sclera white 
Because I notice as wow. people get older, it becomes a bit yellowish. It's not as brilliant white. So you have your iris, right, which is the dark part. And then you have your sclera around, which is the white part. To look mm-hmm. really healthy, for example, like Scarlett, she's so white. It's so brilliant white. Like teeth are white. You want white teeth. You want white sclera. But I haven't found anything for that. Let's go into the treatments for the eyes. So the number one thing that we have found that works now is this Filmed HXR eye cream. And it has peptides that really help for the eye. It has Hexel Resourcin, which is good for the dark circles. It has Essin for the puffy eyelids. It has peptides like arginine lysine peptides that make the skin and the elastic fiber and the collagen very healthy again. The, you produce more elastin and collagen. Then you'll have more tone to your eyes. The other thing that it has is the eye recovery mask, which I gave Kat, she hasn't tried it, but I have. You put it on for 10 minutes. It's a mask only for the eye, which is great. You put it on first, maybe once a week. And then after that, you apply your eye cream. I suggest that you use your ring finger when you apply it just because it's so much lighter than your index finger so that, you know, it's naturally lighter as Kat was saying. What are you saying? Like a whisper. Whisper touch. So that's the way you should use it. Peptides are really great and amino acids because they do feed your skin with protein. You know, it's hard... By the time it gets to the eye, whatever nutrition we have, it's already the end. You know what I mean? If the blood vessels are big around the heart and and your abdominal, by the time it gets to the skin, it's very thin. It's the last, last branches if that was a tree. And the smallest and teeny tiniest branches. And in the eye area, it's even thinner and tinier because this is so thin. So it's much better to feed your eyes there. Okay. Now, in terms of sagging lids, best way to treat your eyes is to do a blepharoplasty. So a blepharoplasty is actually cutting skin, excess skin that's already sagging. But the way we do it at Bello, we use a laser. What are the advantages of doing a laser blepharoplasty for the upper lid? Well, when you cut with a laser, just imagine if you get a sharp knife and you cut your wrist, obviously you'll bleed. But if you get the laser, a carbon dioxide laser, and you cut yourself, the blood vessels are sealed right away. There's no bleeding. So what does that mean? It means that your eyes won't swell. Um, It's a clean cut. The doctor sees exactly where they are. The healing is faster because you don't have all that bleeding and that that puffiness and swelling. You don't even have to wear any bandages. Just for one day, you do it right after. But the next day, you can take it off. Just wear, you know, I would wear clear glasses with no gray just because it looks like you had an allergy. There's a little swelling, but not much. So, and it's a 30-minute procedure and it will last you at least five to seven years, maybe even 10. Depends how you take care of it. For the eye bags, why are there eye bags? Kat, you know why they're eye bags, right? I think I think it would be best if you explain. <laughs> you want me, okay, you want me to from. do the medical stuff. So eye bags are caused by actually herniation or plopping out of your fat. So just imagine, like people before usually get pregnant, although Filipinos are pusunin, but a lot of people before they get pregnant, their t- tummies are flat, right? Then when you get yeah. pregnant, you stretch out your abdominal muscles and your skin, and suddenly after giving birth, you hardly have any tone in your abdomen, right? If you're not really a workout person or you're not like Kat who does a lot of yoga. In the eyes, what happens around the eyes is number one, as you get nearer 40, your eye sockets, which hold the eye, the socket, the hole gets bigger. If you've seen a skeleton, you can see that there's a there's a bone there where the eyes are, you know, and it's, it's hollow, but it gets wider. So when it gets wider, your eye which is held in by like your stomach, by abdominal muscles, a membrane here, muscles or orbicularis oculi that hold in your fat. 
they lose their support because the bone now is bigger, so they plop out. So the eye bags that you see are really, the real eye bags are fat. There's a layer of fat that supports the whole orbit of the eye, the actual eyeball is on a layer of fat. But as you get older, the fat thins out and then it loses its tone, so it plops out. So that is an eye bag. And we kind of have, what we used to do before, all these years until the last few years is to actually laser it off. If you do laser it off, usually you only have to do it once in your life. So an eye bag, the lower eyelids, you can do one surgery. The upper eyelids, you have to kind of do it every 10 years, I would say, 7 to 10 years. But nowadays, we can do it non-surgically. It's just more expensive because you have to keep doing it, and um, it's more trouble. So one thing that we do is thermage. You've heard of thermage for the face. We also do it yes, for the I've lids. Yes, I've heard of thermage. Yeah, so you tighten the eyelids doing thermage. It opens up. We have a new thing called NCTF or BioNutriGlow. So NCTF stands for New Cellular Treatment Factor. It's made by PhilMed in Paris, and it has 59 amino acids, peptides, hyaluronic acid, collagen, elastin, everything that's good for your skin, especially we use it around the eyes, and that's like fertilizer for your eye skin. So it keeps the skin taut. So for myself, the last eye bag eyelid thing I did was 13 years ago. So I didn't want to do it anymore now. So I just do the BioNutriGlow you have to do four to six sessions depending on how bad your skin is. And you do it every two weeks. And if you want to maintain like cat, you just do one every three months. So it never gets... I can see your eyelids are better, cat. Remember, you, there's a more opening of your eye. It's not your lids. It's almost like your eye opened. And I yeah. think it's because you did what? Vivace, right? Yes, the Vivace. So the Vivace is RF microneedling. But cat did it for her pimples. <laughs> I think, to dry up her oiliness. But we also did it around the eyes just to tighten the eyelid and to lift her eyes. And I think it's more open now. So that means when you wake up in the morning, everybody goes, oh, you look like you slept really well last night. <laughs> but you know, yeah. you don't do anything like Botox and stuff like that, right? Yeah, no, I mean, good. you know, I, whenever when bars were open before in the U.S., you know, I, you know people still think I'm 17 years old. Like sometimes when I have to DJ in a club in New York or in LA, the bouncers won't let me in, even okay. if I'm the one DJing because they don't believe me when I when I show my ID and they're like, "This ID is from the Philippines. Like, how are we supposed to believe you? This could be fake." Oh so my the, gosh! The owner of the clubs would always have to come outside and get me themselves because <laughs> I would never be allowed into my own shows. <laughs> I can't believe so you DJ abroad too. I mean, I, you know, I've always yeah. seen you Catrazon way before I met you. You're like a Renaissance woman. You do <laughs> yoga, scuba diving. I mean, your courses are all about environment and saving the world. And then suddenly there's DJing. I'm like, okay, that's. <laughs> yeah, I've been drink, DJing since right? I was 16. Uh huh. Oh, yeah, but drinking, I only drink occasional red wine or I like a mezcal, but that's about it. I'm not well, for everybody out there, drinker. drinking is one of the worst things you can do for your skin. It's also mm -hmm. one of the worst things you can do for your liver and your body. You gain so much weight. Even yeah. if you just drink wine, I have a friend. Okay, so there's good things in wine, like resveratrol, which is anti-aging. But the calories in wine are pretty high. I think it's 200 calories per glass. So if you drink two glasses of wine, that's 400 calories. That's like a whole meal. But if you have to drink anything, drink wine. The hard drinks have less calories, I think, but they're really bad in terms of puffiness, in terms you know, you can overwhelm your yeah. system. So if you want to stay young, when I, I think the worst things you can do for your eye are number one, rubbing your eyes. They tear the skin around your eyes. They create dark circles. Two, please use shades. I don't. 
I don't, but you should because it helps protect you from the sun and the squinting and all those things that you do when it's, you know, and then from the pollution and the dust and you move your eyes too much so that also ages it. Three, don't smoke because smoking destroys the skin like you don't, you know, it's really, really bad. Dries it out, makes it look yellow around the eyes, so don't do it. And then four, I would say, yes, drinking is really bad. So how do you combat that? Drink a lot of water. Water is the best thing for your body. 70% of our body is made out of water. Collagen supplements are very important because 80% of the cells in our body are collagen. So we need mm -hmm. supplementation since you can't get this from your food cat. It has to be yeah. hydrolyzed. It has to be pre-digested. So it's easier for your body to absorb it. So you should really collagen supplement. Get a great eye cream. Again, Philmed HXR. I promise you, this is the best eye cream in the world. I have tried so many. So has Kat. And I think you agree with me that it really works. Mask, Philmed recovery mask once a week just for my peptides, it doubles or triples the amount and hyaluronic acid. Give your eye area a little love. If you need to do procedures in the clinic for dark circles, we have the angel whitening or the panda eyes. We have for lifting, we have the Thermage, the Vivace and the Skin Genius. Puffiness, I think it's just a home treatment. You should just do cucumber, your eye cream and your recovery mask. Yeah, learn to do the guasa. And yeah, learn, to, yeah, learn to bring it very feather touch to your temple and then down the side of in your ear, behind your ear. And this is the only time that I will say that it's good to do it downward because you're trying to bring everything to your solar plexus, which then mm -hmm. will enter your digestive system and get rid of it, you know, through either your urine or your, your poop. That's how you get detox everything. But the best way to right. detox is really water. And the best way to yep. drink water is what? A cat. I love the Bello Hydro 2.0, and it's exclusively available via Dr. Bello's site. You could order it online. Bellomen.com. What difference do you see with this water? I'm, I'm so happy because I didn't tell you what to expect. So what did you see? Right. So I started drinking it about like last week, and I noticed that my energy levels are improved. My recovery time after teaching, after filming, you know, like 20 classes a week is much faster than before. And it just makes me drink a lot more water than I used to because eight cups of water isn't necessarily that accurate because we need to be eating fruits that absorb a lot of water. You know, like the way camels survive in the desert is not from drinking actual water, but from drinking fruits and plants that are water absorbent. So we need to be eating like blueberries, things that hold a lot of uh, water inside it. And uh, the Hydro 2.0 is just like, it's amazing. It makes me drink so much more water. And one thing I have to say about, you know, you see a lot of these like juice fads, these juicing trends. And, you know, as a specialist in the field of, of wellness, I'm here to tell you all that it's impossible to detox through juicing, through eating things, because the best way to detoxify something is already things that you have inside of you already. And that's through your livers, through your kidneys and through your sweat. So when you exercise a lot, you are detoxing. When you go to the baño or bathroom a lot, you're detoxing. So don't take any of these crazy diet pills that aim to like, you know, you see like a lot of these crazy like laxative teas that all of these celebrities are promoting very, very like irresponsibly on Instagram. And laxatives are really terrible for your health. And a lot of women have sadly, especially here in the Philippines, a lot of women, because these products are available very cheaply, they come in the form of tea bags. But a lot of women end up dying from kidney failure, from these laxative tea bags. So just understand that the best way to detox is through water, through your sweat, and just through your regular bodily functions. 
Well, I think we can talk about this in another podcast. I'd love to learn. I know you, you're taking your nutrition. Have you finished your nutrition course and stuff like that? I know you've been doing so much about why are you so obsessed with health, Kat? I think I'm obsessed with health because I think that I'm coming from a generation who is seeing a lot of like people my age and people from, you know, like friends of my mom and dad's generation just get very sick, like very, very sick, either with cancer or any kind of like terminal illness or autoimmune dysfunction. And I have a big feeling it's from a lot of the food that we eat and a lot of the products that we put on, on our skin, because a lot of the people I know who have died from breast cancer and the women I know who have died from breast cancer were all in their early thirties and they're all living healthy lifestyles. And there's something about it that is telling me that it's coming from the products that we apply on our skin and the environmental, like the pollutants around us as well. And I want to be like behind the movement that is, you know, bringing more awareness, making people take the initiative to do their own research, to see what is actually good for their bodies to live longer and healthier and happier lives because health is more than nutrition, as you know. Right. And I think this is also part of the, you know, we're talking about beauty inside, outside, health. You can't really be beautiful if you're not healthy. And you can't be beautiful either if you don't have passion. So, you know, when they we're talking about beauty authority, I think you're just as much of an authority in terms of non-medical things. So thank you so much for always co-hosting with me. You add so much to the show. And everyone, take care of yourselves. Be safe. And remember, take care of your face and your body because you only have one. Bye, Kat. See you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Beauty Authority Podcast. Make sure to follow and subscribe to the show so you won't miss out on new episodes.